What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a much, uh, much awaited for by some people episode of Two Dudes of Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. What it do? What it do? This is Jalen Prince. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year to all those people listen to it or because this will come out after New Year's. So happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. Happy belated birthday to Jalen, my co-host here. I told, I told you, I tell you on the day, I wouldn't forget. I know it's not today, but you know what I mean. I, I texted you. <laughs> I know. You came through. <laughs> Always do, man. You know I got you. All right. Uh, Speaking of like people getting people, uh, the so for years, years, the NBA has dominated the sports world on Christmas. Yep. Not this year. No. Not this year. No. Football is king. Football is always king. And football was king on Christmas. My when- Mind you, like, um, you had actually, when the schedule came out in the NBA on what was, who all was playing on Christmas, mm-hmm. you thought it was going to be some nice games. You had uh, whoever was going to New York to open the game off. You had the Bucks going to the Knicks. Um, usually that's like that, that, that's just like a regular showcase for anybody yep. that just goes to the New, New York because you got to have you got to have NBA Christmas in New York. You got to have you got to have that. So mm-hmm. you had that. Uh, it wasn't a good game. Uh, the second game had no MVP in Joel Embiid with the Sixers, and I forgot who they played. Um, you had matter. the Celtics beating the crap out the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the – well, okay, the Warriors and Nuggets, that was actually a solid good game, but that was the only one. And then the nightcap, Luka just continues to dominate the Suns. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no. And you compare to what the NFL had, they had three games. And they took control of all of that. Yep. Raiders beat the Chiefs, Eagles beat the Giants, and the Eagles made it a lot closer to what it should have been. And then, of course, the Monday night matchup, the MVP, the two, like the three MVP candidates going you know, going toe to toe to toe. Lamar Jackson going against uh, Lamar Jackson and Ravens going against the Niners and Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy, where Absolutely. Lamar Jackson came out on top and the Ravens dominated the Niners. Mm-hmm. No, it's crazy. I mean, it, 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 what did you expect? You can't churn out an inferior product in a world that's competing as much as this. And I mean, like these schedules get made a year in advance. So they knew this was coming. They just didn't schedule better games. I mean, they scheduled the game. It was like, it's not up to the NBA whether they was actually going to show up and it was going to be competitive or not. Because you, you, you go off the brand name. Uh, one thing you can give credit to the NBA that's been over the uh, NFL is that the NBA has done a better job at advertising and promoting their players. That's true. Uh, primarily just individuals. I mean, with NFL, you try to promote more majority of your team, but you do a good, but they've gotten better over the past like decade of promoting their stars because that's what the NBA has done for a long time. Mm-hmm. However, in this instant, the NFL, like football, just runs this world with iron fist. There's nothing the NBA can really do about it. They can, they'll point, they go, like they can point out the social media um, popularity and whatnot. Yeah, you got that, but as far as attendance goes, it ain't there. It ain't. It, it, it's no not going to compete when you can fill an arena that's three times the size of that. Like you can get the, the average NFL stadium is like what sixty something thousand people. Something like that, yeah. The app, the the biggest NBA arena. Correct me if I'm wrong. It, it's MSG, right? Yeah. With like what twenty five thousand, twenty two thousand, something I, like that. 
I mean, some some around that number. Um, I think it's either I think it's either Madison, you know, like MSG or maybe crypto. Um, I think that's one of the I think that's one of the biggest. I think those are the top two largest. Um, depending on what uh, the Clippers arena is going to look like mm-hmm. when they move into Ingle, when they move into Inglewood. Um, but yeah, I would like to apologize. Uh... To Chicago here because apparently it is the Chicago Bulls who have the number or the largest American. arena with 20,917 United, United, United yeah. Airlines United Center yeah I want to apologize That's to it. Chicago they're, they're, they're the largest one yeah that actually does make sense Wells Fargo's number two okay uh, Philadelphia Capital One Arena's number three weird uh Little Caesars Arena Wizards uh Little uh, Caesars is number four Detroit. We'll we'll talk they about broke, Detroit. They finally broke. They finally I know. I loved it too. <laughs> Let's screw it. Let's get into it. I my favorite was when the uh what ended up happening was Detroit having that what was it twenty seven game and then they were up twenty points on my Celtics and then everyone was like he'll break the streak and I'm like I don't know about that. I, and I, they I, did. Forgot, I think it was a uh, Brooklyn Nets guard Cam Thomas that was saying you do not want to be the team that like. That no. the Pistons broke that streak, no. but the fact that it was the Toronto Raptors, eesh. that's hilarious. No, you do yeah. not want to be the team. That's and like the Raptors. They just got they just got done completing a trade with the Knicks. Yep. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, OG OG um got sent to the New York Knicks for RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, and um I don't know who else, but I, I, I know I hate losing quickly. I hate like if I'm a Knicks fan, I hate losing quickly. What the hell has RJ Barrett done? And I, I before y'all come at me, I say this as a casual fan of the NBA. I'm a casual fan. I'm this is not my sport. I football's what I know. I, I don't know like I, I know. Let me let me rephrase that. I don't know other sports like I know football. So as someone who's a casual of the casual fan of the NBA. What the hell's RJ Barrett done? Like, I because I I don't think it's a not, lot. Not really. Like he's improved, but nothing. But he's for sure, he lived up to being the number three overall pick in the draft with Zion and Ja. No, the I mean, only one who's just... lived up to the hype is Ja. Zion. Depends on what type of hype? Depending on what type of hype we're talking about. Because remember, by the year, by by literally early this year, about a year ago, we were talking about like um. What was that album with ja, with Ja Morant? <laughs> Guns and Buns. Yep. Guns and Buns. Well, it's like, and the thing with it too, like, he can't stay, and shout out to Jim with that one, uh, but Zion can't stay on the court. He can't. And you, th- like, that's all, that's a huge, like, take care of yourself. Like, I understand people can be more injury prone, but LeBron is dang near 40. And he plays a pretty much a complete season every year, and he almost always has. So, like, what's what, like what you got to take care of yourself, man? And speaking of small forwards, somebody asked me this question the other day, and I don't know if you saw, it, but somebody or we were going back and forth a little bit on Twitter with us. Um, you you can okay, you can only have one small forward. Is it Kevin Durant or is it Larry Bird? As far as what? You you have one small forward to build your team around. Is it Kevin Durant or is it Larry Bird? 
Brian Larry Brian Larry Bird. You're out of your mind. Bird was disgusting. We know we know he was disgusting. Bird was disgusting. I, I understand that, but Kevin Durant's a seven foot giant with a handle of a guard and can pull up from thirty. Like I'm sorry, I gotta go Kevin Durant to be able I'm to. I'm taking go. Bird. There's our Twitter poll right there. Because I'm I'm speaking specifically on God given talent. Now if we're talking about intangibles and like you know men, like mentality and stuff like that. I get where you're going with Bird. You definitely can build around that. But you but got God given talent, talent with Bird too. Talent, I'm not saying that he doesn't, but like, how tall was Larry? How tall was Bird? Larry Bird was. Yeah, six nine. Oh, a whole three inches shorter. Yeah, dog, three and like them and them inches matter in the NBA. I mean, like we're talking about verticals, but like Kevin Durant, like we're also talking about barring injury. He's two Uh, inches taller. Kevin Durant's six eleven. He's two inches taller. Kevin Durant is seven foot. I don't know where to get that six eleven crap from. That joke was a seven footer. I disagree. Like he's a seven foot dude with a like with like a handle like a guard, and he got like and just as much as Larry Bird's shot was unblockable, so was Kevin Durant's. Now, if we're going mentality, I'll give you Larry Bird has the edge over KD. But we're going strictly talent. I'm and God given ability. I gotta go Kevin Durant. That's what I would build it off of. I, I I disagree with you wholeheartedly, and I'm not saying this as a homer. Larry Bird was different. Larry had an insane knowledge of the game, and this is not a shot of Kevin Durant. You're comparing, uh, you're comparing two of the best players to ever play the position. But when you get a guy like Larry Bird, who had a ridiculous three point shot, who had, but he also played complete basketball. There are seasons where he averaged a double double for the entire what eighty four to eight or yeah eighty or eighty to eighty four. He averaged a double double. He averaged over 20 points and 10 rebounds a game. And then in 85 to what? Yeah, 85 to 88, he went down to nine, which is still like this guy is averaging a double-double. This guy could do it all. He had an insane basketball IQ and made everyone around him better. And those rings talk. Those rings talk, too. And again, that's a little bit of a shot of KD. But like Bird is easily one of the top 10 people to ever play this game. We get that, but anyway. So uh, that, that's where I'm at with it. So yeah, I'll talk but, about some. Let us know, so, but yeah, you go ahead. What you got? You know how a lot of things in life, uh, you start seeing patterns in certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, there's big moments in life. There's big moments in sporting events that when two specific teams of people, they're always bound to clash. They're all, or something always goes down every time these two teams meet. It's like Alabama. Mm-hmm. In Auburn, something always happens. It's like, right. um, f- uh, like Florida and Florida State, or Florida, Miami, any Florida team that's going against each other, something always happens. Um, hey, even now in, the, in WWE, you got CM Punk and uh, Seth Rollins, both don't like each other. Something, something is always bound to happen. Right. Uh, that's the same, the same thing to be said with, uh, with the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions. Something always happens every time Detroit steps foot in Jerry World. They always find a way, either if they ain't getting blown out, they're usually getting screwed. I remember back when Matthew Stafford was a line, they got screwed in that one playoff, on uh, in that one playoff that they faced, faced against each other yep. in the wild card, uh, the year prior to the whole dance catch, not a catch fiasco. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward to what happened last night. If you're watching this on time, um, specifically on the thir- spe- specifically on the Saturday, um, December thirtieth, twenty twenty three, Detroit had an opportunity to take the lead, go for two. Uh, Dan Campbell has been aggressive throughout his whole entire uh, two year run with the Lions. He he fits the nature of it. That's his style. He brings that type of culture, that type of attitude, that mentality to this team. They follow him. They love him. They um they they ride with that. Yeah. Uh, do you question it? Sometimes you do, but if it works, you don't question it no more. So they went for went for two. Uh, after uh, Amaran St. Brown got the touchdown, they were only down by one with like I think twenty three seconds left in the in the game, and they ran a trick play. Had about. Uh, eight offensive linemen. Taylor Decker was supposed to be the eligible guy, and now and caught the pass impressively, might I add, um, yeah. to give him the lead. But then the referees, Brad Allen and that crew, called it uh, illegal touching. After, according to numerous sources and numerous video angles, that they went to go talk to Brad Allen to let him know that they are eligible. Um, as far as the number of offense linemen that they have on that on that play right then and there, we understand that one game, or like one play in football, doesn't make an entire game. And there's a lot of other instances where it didn't have to rely on that, but you still got to call it what it is. And to me, I think Detroit got screwed out of that play because they did go talk to him. They did call the right play. When you go back and look at the play, you had, you didn't have more than um five or six guys behind, mm-hmm. like past all on like the line of scrimmage. So I thought they I thought they got screwed. I thought they got screwed out of that play. And who 100%. knows what happened if they did take that lead and there's twenty three seconds left if Dallas couldn't go on and answer, but we'll never truly know. Um we all know so about that, Dallas kickers. You don't uh, well, well, <laughs> Mars gone. No Mars gone. Good. I know. I know I know. I'm just yeah, Aubrey no. Aubrey's been good this year. I, I know I give him his credit and I hate Dallas. Uh, but like I give him his credit. He's 36, uh, 30, you can't knock 36 straight makes. You're 36 no. for 36. So and McMahon's um, just having yeah. a hard time anyway. So I, I, I'm Detroit, not going to be picking the kickers. Yeah, but dog, Detroit got screwed. Bro, there are videos of it happening. There's literally video. It's been all over our Twitter feed this morning. There are videos of not only Decker trying to check in with the official in no. the white hat, but Goff actually pointing at Decker saying, go check in with him. Yeah, and the white hat is walking away as he's doing it. Decker's trying to get his attention, and it, it, this is bad, man. <laughs> this is bad. This why, not, is... why not really? Well, okay, it's bad for Detroit because understand where the Lions are currently at right now in the NFL rankings, especially in the NFC. They were mm-hmm. tied for uh, currently had a chance to be tied for first place to get the number one overall seed in the NFC. They were they came into this matchup eleven and four with an opportunity to get the number one seed, with the Eagles being eleven and four and the San Francisco uh, 49ers being eleven and four as well after the loss to the Baltimore Ravens. And you lose that game, the way they lost that game, having an opportunity to fight on, like claw all the way back, especially after Jared Goff threw his second interception. Great play. Uh, it was a bad throw because of behind the portal, but credit Damian Wilson for making that diving catch. Um, also, like Dallas almost, uh, they almost screwed themselves again. Um, Dallas almost screwed themselves again um, at, like, from having bad clock management. 
and not in but credit uh, Aiden Hutchinson for getting a sack on Dak to be able to like make him uh, kick a field goal. I hear like the human Aiden Beyblade. Hutchinson playing, uh, Aiden Hutchinson was playing really good last night. It was also dog no, Kendall Vildor. He was playing Kendall. Yeah. Now he got burnt on the CD. He got burnt on the CD uh, ninety-two yard touchdown like in the first quarter. But dude, I was happy to see my dog Kendall. All Aiden Hutchinson does is just spin move, spin move, spin move, spin move. It works. I know. I got you. Sorry, we'll no, cut no, around no. that. How do, you, how do you think Dwight Freeney's gonna make the? How do you think Dwight Freeney's gonna make the Hall of Fame? Bro, that was disgusting. Did you see what the Falcons did? Dog, I got look. I understand why they did it, but think about it. Freeney that was, was the disgusting. reason that they. No, Freeney. was on that team, and he was one of the main reasons why the defense played good enough to be able to make the Super Bowl that year that they went in 2016. That was disgusting. That's like the Colts claiming Matt Ryan. That's like the Colts. I would, uh, if I'm the Colts, I wouldn't even claim. Well, him. I wouldn't either. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like that. That's just foul. Like it, we got. Well, well not I, really. It's the Falcons' page. It's not like the NFL did it. No, I know. No, like think about this. Imagine if the NFL would have done that. That's like they my Jack. Had the white friend. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But that's imagine. Like, that's like well, my Jack's claim of Jamal Charles. I mean, think about this, like. Like, um, if the NFL would have put him in anything other than the Colts jersey, it would have been fat, and that would have been oh, more yeah. Falcons, remember, they did have him, and he was an integral part that got them there. So I understand why Atlanta did it. I don't think they should be not at it. I understand if Colts fans are mad at it. I, I get that, but at the same time, he was the re- he was one of the main reasons why they got to the Super Bowl in 2016. He was the reason why Big Beasley had his one-hit wonder and was never seen again after they didn't bring him back. <laughs> he was the reason why that pass rush was good to the LA in no, I know, 2016. I know. I know. Wait, so I, like, I, that's why I don't knock it. Hey, you can even go back to when he was at Arizona. And this isn't a shot at Dwight Freeney. That's not a shot at Dwight Freeney. That's a shot at the Falcons. Like, what are you doing? You got to get like they, uh, like, they they had a reason. It was a valid reason why they did it. Now here's my question. Speaking of speaking of valid reasons and people, you know, we still uh, gotta get back on the Lions Cowboys thing. Oh yeah, no, get back to it. Back to it. All right, all right, go ahead, go ahead. All right, look, we understand that with the Lions, they were in position to give themselves a better chance to even like get home field advantage. That was key. I understand Dallas needed to win to be able to keep up to have a chance to win the division. We get all that. But like, also came in that matchup. Like, there was no chance that they was gonna win that game because that was Jimmy Johnson getting inducted to the um, like Ring of Honor. That was only made. And remember, yeah. I'm the type of guy that does was like that believes in business when it comes to sports entertainment because it's that's sports what it is. So we uh, like I understand that, but at the same time, you can't. You, you gotta be more. If you're gonna pull that, you gotta be more careful with it. You gotta be more slick with it. We understand that. Like a lot of us didn't believe that the Cowboys were going to lose that night when you had the Autumn Dallas Cowboys of royalty there for mm-hmm. Jimmy Johnson to get inducted into the Ring of Honor. We completely understand that, but at the same time, it's like you can't be that blunt and obvious with it. No, no, you can't. You know, you, like it, like because people going to say it's rigged. Look, if it's rigged, be slick with it. it, it Don't it, be do, obvious. Do better. Do better. That's oh, all. And also, reports. Uh, I think reports at, um, by Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. They said that the, uh, the officiating crew of Brad Allen, they they have been downgraded to out of the playoffs. They're not going to be uh, yep. referees in the playoffs. Good. At all, so. Good. They don't need to be. It, it, it's they don't need to be. Yeah. At all. But it, it, speaking of speaking of out of the playoffs, <laughs> Florida State. Ah. 
<laughs> Sorry, I need a minute. <laughs> oh my god, this is like in that episode of the Sim or it's like in the Simpsons movie where Nelson's standing there pointing at Bart going ha ha over and over and over until he's out of breath. That's how I feel right now because this is what you and I have said for weeks leading up into this. When you don't have your start and people are like, oh, they didn't have 23 starters. Yeah, what happens when you don't have your starters is you're not the same team. That's why they're starters. With Jordan Travis being hurt, you weren't the same team. The numbers show it. The tape shows it. Everything shows it. Granted, you won two games, but you snuck by an awful Florida team and barely beat Louisville. Like, you weren't that team. You're not that guy, pal. <laughs> you're like, they're not, they're not it. And, like, it's with that whole situation. Like, yeah, they had 20 people sit out. But yeah, you know, I saw Danny Cannell, and for anybody who saw it, you know, I, I went in with our limited character count. Is it with CBS? I yeah, I think so. I I, I, I refuse. I, I refuse to pay for this app. But he ain't only one Booker McFarland. Oh no, but yeah, oh no, I don't. Booker been on that same been on that same train for the longest. Here's what happened. You got correctly put into a game where you belonged because you didn't have your star quarterback. Correct. Here's my thing about it. You now had 20 players throw a fit and not play. That's what happened. Not play. It, they're not even on the team anymore. That was a culture change. It's a culture issue at that point. And it goes to show the same thing we've been talking about for weeks. Without your starters, you're not a competitive team. Just like any other team in any other sport. Without your starters, you're not as competitive. That's why they're your starters. Here's my thing and why I think this is absolutely hilarious. Now you have fans, fans who are in our comment section, our messages, people personally telling me that all games matter. Cool. Why are those same people telling me that this is, Danny Cannell, a scrimmage game, a meaningless game that doesn't matter? So the players sat out. And what that does is that now sacrificing the quality of the game. Jalen, I got a question for you as a Bama fan. How many of the top five picks did you have last year in the draft? Three. Top five, you had two. Three. In the top five, we had two. In the first yeah. round, we had three. Oh, I was saying top five. So just top five. First round of three. Yeah. Okay, we'll go top first five, round. Uh, yeah. First round, we had three. Top five, we had two. So you had two of the top five picks, three of the first round picks. Yep. How many of those players sat in your bowl game last year? Neither one. Not a single, not a single one Kansas of them. State. Not a single one of them. Will Anderson played against Kansas State. Jameer Gibbs Brian, played. Brian Branch was Brian Branch who played last night and was playing and has been absolutely sensational in, mm -hmm. the, in his first year with the Lions. He played in that Sugar Bowl game against K State, and he was the defensive player of the game. Yep. Saban even offered the transfer kids the chance to play in the game. Yep. To me, this isn't this is a culture issue. You had 20 people get upset and took it personally when it wasn't personal and decided to screw it. Plus a fan base plus a bunch of like national me uh, national media goals. Yeah. Exactly. Y'all are y'all are whining and moving the goalpost. You lost. You wanted it, which is my favorite. Did you see what their backup kid or their backup quarterback said? What? If Florida State was uh, the only undefeated team left at the end of the year, uh, they deserve to put up a national championship banner. So they're gonna pull the US. They're gonna pull the UFC. Uh, the, UCF. Like, the UCF treatment. They can't. They got whooped. <laughs> yeah. 
they got whooped. Oh my god, I haven't seen. Uh that that was disgusting. Okay, so somebody already posted. Twenty mm-hmm. uh, Florida State had twenty-seven opt-outs. Georgia had twenty-seven as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, some entered the draft. Some entered the transport. Right. But mind you, that did not guys that did not play that were out that were hurt that were in the portal. It was even 27. 27 across the board. Georgia beat him by 60. You got out. Aaron Show could have gone to seven. You got out beat. You got out coached. You got out played. And this you got is out culture. You got out fanned. You, and now you're going to be a laughing stock, especially after weeks of people that were actually coming to your defense. Not me. And you come <laughs> out like that. Yo, guts. And now a lot oh. of them, and mind you, I don't even hate Florida State. I don't, I, I, I don't do. just like, I've, all, I've always been a fan. I know you do. You have your reasons. I really ain't got no reason not to like Florida State. I've always been fond of, heck, my coach you, or used to play for Florida State. Mm-hmm. I got niece, I got nephews that went to Florida State. So, like, I always got a tremendous amount of respect for Florida State. But at the same time, like, they kept, like, they kept giving me a reason. When you open your mouth too big for your foot not um, for your uh, like, for your foot to come in, I mean, there's only so much, like, there's only so much uh, how much I can tolerate. So now I got to clown you. We are like Bama fans. We already deem as the villain uh, as the mm-hmm. villain to the end of college football. I'm gonna ride it. Yeah, I'm gonna ride it. Um, with Florida State to come out like that, and then you're gonna come up with the excuse. Now you, this is the, the only time where they're gonna come up with the excuse saying that we did not have our guys to be competitive after weeks of telling them they were not the same team without Travis. They are now going to use that excuse now because we're not the same team without the guys that opted out. You were not the same teams with them without Travis. Yep. That's what I've constantly been trying to tell you and me both time and time again. Bama got in because they beat Georgia, got the conference championship. They were healthy Mm -hmm. and they looked the part. And I'm not going to be the guy who's out there saying how, like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to make, like, the, oh, well, Georgia couldn't beat, or uh, Bama beat Georgia and Georgia beat Florida State, therefore Florida State couldn't beat Bama. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, And I'm not saying that because, hey, hey, hey. Florida State was not going to be Bama. They wasn't no, going to no. be Michigan. They wasn't no, no, going to no. be Washington. They wasn't going to be Oregon. They, and that wasn't going to be Texas. There wasn't going to be none of them without Travis. No, and that, and that's what, like, that's, it, it wasn't the fact that, you know, that, and how do I put this? I don't disagree. I'm saying it the way I'm saying it because it wasn't due to the fact that, like, oh, well, you know, they didn't beat so-and-so, so they were going to beat so-and-so. No, that's not why I'm saying it. They They didn't, they weren't going to beat anybody. Because they didn't have their star quarterback and their production literally fell in half. We did the math on this. They averaged almost 500 yards of total offense per game and 40 points per game with Jordan Travis. They went down to 20 points a game and less than 250 without him. Your offensive production fell in half. And the only thing that kept you in was your defense. And when you have all of your defense, not all of your defensive starters, but when you have your key pieces on defense and offense being like, nah, I don't want to play in this game. You're not winning. And even with them, you barely beat a horrible Louisville team and snuck by a awful Florida team. And now they're not. And now it's funny too because the or they were trying to get to the SEC, and the SEC said, "Nah, we're good. <laughs> we're, we're good. Don't need that. We're good." No, the SEC would like say like, we, "Yeah, we don't need it. We don't, we don't need, need that. that. 
We don't need that. Y'all whining too much. We're good. Y'all stay down there. So go to the Big Ten. Big it happened. Um, now we can just go ahead and move on. You know what I'm saying? People are going to be um, complaining and making excuses. I don't care. No. We're coming, we're coming for the rest of the crown. Speaking of the crown, we all know what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Michigan, Bama, Washington, Texas. Um, right yeah. now, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of Michigan supporters and people that hate Bama. A lot of them been talking that talk, especially like a few celebrities and even Taylor Lewan was saying like, Michigan fans, we ain't got nothing to worry about. Or say like, we're going to beat the crap out of Alabama. I'm like, remember the last the last few people that said that about Nick Saban? Mm-hmm. And the same celebrity that said that said like, he, it like I remember I was watching a video on Twitter. Dude said, uh, I'm watching Penn State get demolished by Ole Miss. I'm watching Ohio State get demolished by Missouri. Missouri. And I, understand, and I understand Ohio State didn't have their quarterback. You no. see how that matters, Florida State? I understand that um, that, uh, that Ohio State didn't have, like, Marvin Harrison Jr. We knew he wasn't going to play that. No. But you still got to perform better than that. Right. And I'm saying yeah. perform and compete. You got to show and up. you didn't do it. No, you got to show up. And so now he's, like, that celebrity, I don't know his name, dude that was talking about, like, Unlike Michigan, is not I ain't got nothing to worry about with Alabama tomorrow. Uh, dude, starting to hesitate. That he said, like, he says, what if big, what if the Big Ten actually stinks? They do. Well, we already knew that. We knew that. You play two people a year. <laughs> it's literally called the game because that's the only game in the whole conference is Michigan versus Ohio State. Michigan State has been competitive since Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and Penn State is basically a Kirk Cousins university. They can't win the big one. No, Penn State. It, Penn State will win every. We pulled up his record. I here. I'm gonna pull this up. We gotta make this quick because uh, like your games are starting. Oh no, I got you. And I'm already watching. All right, three, two, one. John Franklin has played over 125 games. They are 12 and 25 against the top 25 teams. They're not even, they're not even 250. <laughs> they're, so, they're so bad, man. They're so bad. They can't beat a ranked opponent. They beat them 12, they beat 12 ranked opponents. Congrats. You lost to 25 other ones. At the end of the day, like it is what it is, but like Bama, we're gonna handle our business tomorrow against Michigan. We understand. We look. I got respect for Michigan, but the type, um, but the type of style and play that they do, mm-hmm. that is what Nick Saban wants to see. I think Washington's gonna hang with Texas too. Oh, Washington's gonna be able to hang with them because they don't I have they, the, they don't have the edge rushing pressure. They got the two guys in the middle, but if Penix has time in that pocket. He's going to light them up because the weakness of that Texas team is their secondary. Mm-hmm. They got talent, but it's not to the point where they can keep up with a Jalen McClellan or Romeo Odozier. Yeah. So it, that's going to be a shootout. Romo- I would be surprised if Washington and Texas is not a shootout. But I'm going Texas. I'm going Texas regardless because, like, to me, they're the better team. I'll take Washington on this. I think Washington wins it. So, so who you got? Net, who, like, who you got making it to the national championship? I got Bama. Oh, no, I got I got Bama, Texas, and like it's Bama and Washington. It's Bama and Washington. All right. It's Bama and Washington, and it, it's not Michigan. Michigan ain't it. 
Michigan got humbled you know, last year. Like, Michigan got humbled last year. They're going to get humbled again. It, and we're going to send Jim Harbaugh right back to the NFL. Mm-hmm. All right. Humbled last year, humbled again. All right. So that's our, our college football playoff talk. We'll see who's right and we'll see who's wrong. This will all this will come out after these games have happened. Y'all. Yep. All right. Let's end it on one thing. Who's your MVP for the NFL? Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He's security. Now, right now, depends on what he does against the Miami Dolphins and for the rest of his game, I feel like it's gonna be Lamar Jackson. We understand. Um Let's go back to the conversation that we had the last time we um like the last time when we were just remarking and commenting on Cam Newton's comments of a game mm-hmm. changer and a game and a game manager. We understand that Brock um, Brock Purdy he is what he is. He's not a changer. He's a, he is a manager, and it showed because when you throw that many interceptions, you're not going to be able to win. And the Ravens did a tremendous job at forcing turnovers and neutralizing Christian McCaffrey. There yep. was nothing, and absolutely rarely outside of that outside of that safety. There was nothing the Niners could have done with Lamar Jackson. And they tried. They tried. He was clicking on all cylinders. And when there were moments where it looked like he done where they got him, so do we. There was literally there was a play. No, there was a play in the Jags Ravens game where it's where uh oh who got sunned? It was Darius. And that's my guy. Darius got absolutely. Yeah, likely sunned Darius, and I want. And he absolutely mossed the crap out and of y'all him. Had pressure, and y'all had pressure, and we had pressure, and we had pressure. And Lamar scrambled long enough. He got hit as he threw, and he threw a dot. And I can't game. That's change- like remember, like I said, there's nothing you can do. No game changers are guys where you sit there and you watch them. But the, sorry, I'm I'm watching the Jags game right now, and that was an awful throw. Dolphins just scored. Oh, I know, I saw. But they've got like if. Game changers have those moments where you sit there and you watch them and you look at them and you go, "There's nothing you can do." You, it, sorry, Mr. Prince, I apologize for my language, but it's where you sit there and you look at them and you go, "Man, shit, <laughs> there's nothing you can do." There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can nothing. do. Nothing you can do. And you can't be mad at that. There's little. There's plays you sit there and you watch and you go, <sighs> and that's it. That's yeah. all you can do. That's a lot. lot. That's you all you can sigh do. and you're like, Ugh. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. That's where I'm at that's with it. The, that's how the game go. Mm-hmm. You got anything else you want to get into? Uh, a couple of things. First of all, shout out to both Georgia Southern basketball men and women. Yep. Men's got their first win of the season. And I told Eagle Nation, stay patient. Give it time. We understand it's the last season in Hannah Fieldhouse. And I will be back home for February 24th against that matchup against James Madison. Uh, that w- That's going to be... Uh, first time that I get to see my former Georgia Southern head coach, Mark Bynton. This will be the second time he's returned to Hannah Fieldhouse. But also, this is going to be a special night where several Georgia Southern Eagles are going to get their jersey reti- uh, hanging in the rafters of Hannah Fieldhouse as they move into uh, the Jack Convocation Center next season, which I've actually got reports said, like, there are updates to that arena where yeah. it's going to look a lot better presented than it yeah. was when it first came out. Um, but shout out to the men's team that got their first win against the defending Sunbelt champions. Uh, Southern Miss dominating that win. Hopefully, they can start off on uh, start off getting on a good roll. But they definitely need this win. So, congrats to um, Charlie Henry. Congrats to Georgia Southern women's basketball getting a win over Texas State. This is the first time that they beat Texas State women's basketball since 2019, mm-hmm. uh, defeating them 70 to 69. So, shout out to the ladies, man. They're gonna be you know, like I'm telling you, this is gonna be a special team, and they found a, they found a way to win that game without T Ward, uh, Terry Ward. 
uh, to get that win. So I'm happy for the Eagles. Uh, I'm happy for Georgia Southern. So that's my shout out. What about you? I honestly, yeah, that's it, man. I it, it's uh, shout out T Law for finally sitting the game. Uh, <laughs> Trevor's not playing today, so thank God. Are you gonna make the playoffs? Yeah, we'll be fine. So and here here's why. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Here's go ahead. why. Here's why I think. So I think the Jags will make it. We have the Panthers today, which is the worst team in football. That's still an upset alert. It is. No, it is. It is. We're about to kick a field goal. We'll be all right. We have Cam back finally, but you've got you've got CJ sitting for this game because I would rather have a healthy T-Law going into Tennessee in the playoffs than have a banged-up T-Law who's forced himself to play against a team that we can beat for sure. Facts. So that's where I feel about it. And if we lose, y'all can quote me on this. I don't care. Keep all your receipts. I said what I said, and I'll own up to it if we lose. Always have, always will. But the Colts and the Texans play each other in Week 18. One of them's losing. One of them ain't going to make it. One of them ain't going to make it. So, And if I'm correct, I think, is it the Texans who have the Texans have the Titans today? Texans might have the Titans today, yeah. Texans have the Titans. If the Titans beat the Texans, which I don't know if CJ's playing or not, but if the Titans beat the Texans and then the Texans beat the Colts, I ain't even worried. <laughs> I ain't even worried because then we could lose today and still beat the Titans and still get in. Yeah, the Titans, got, yeah Titans are at Houston. Yeah. Is CJ playing or no? Yeah, he's playing. Okay, Texans will win. Texans will win, and then it's Colts Texans. And if the tech, yeah, it, it's Colts Texans, so we got to win out. Yeah, but all right, dude, that's it. Those are my shout outs. Oh, la- oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, last thing, I got to give my flowers up to Joe Flacco. Oh, I got to, oh, gi- I got to give it up to Joe Flacco. Yeah, he yeah, might, he oh. might be. I think he might be the first. I think he was the first Joe Shiesty. Th- this is not like. I never forget the playoff runs that he's had, I, I, especially that um, that one game that he had against uh, the Denver Broncos with Peyton Manning, and that deep hail, that deep uh, hail Mary to Jacoby Jones and set up the game winning field goal. I'll never forget that game. But and also, like he is a former and Super Bowl champion, he is a former Super Bowl MVP. But dude, the job that he's doing that with, man fell asleep the on the side. It's the Jets. You can sleep on the Jets, man. And I do. I do feel bad for Jets fans. I, I do feel bad for Jets fans. That's hilarious. But I'm like, dang. That's so, hilarious. Cleveland dangerous, man. Cleveland is dangerous. Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland's dangerous, which is crazy. It shows what happens when you have a competent quarterback under center. Florida State. Florida State. Cleveland with Deshaun. Yep. So there you go. On that note, appreciate it, guys. Uh, thanks or thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for sticking with us and being patient. Uh, we hope everybody had a, ho- or a good holiday season. I know I did. Um, hopefully everybody else did as well. Um, but if you like the show, tell everyone you know. Tell your friends, family, relatives, uncles. As fireworks are going off for New Year's, tell everybody about your favorite podcast. Uh, you can also let us know with these five-star reviews. Uh, that's the best way to sort of, you know, get in touch with us and let us know uh, if you like the show, if you didn't, and we go from there. People who rate five stars on whatever podcast platform they listen to also get shout-outs. Also, by the way, if you didn't like the show before getting to the shout-outs, reach out to us on Twitter or whatever else so I can ignore you there. Um, 
<laughs> like, treat like a bad date, man. You go your way, we'll go ours. No big deal. Everybody's happy. We'll be adults about this. It was a blind date. Your friend set you up and, you know, it either worked or it didn't. And that's fine. But no reason to waste your time on a negative review or something like that. It, that doesn't help you. It doesn't help us. You can just tell us about it. Get it off your chest. It's fine. We appreciate your time. It's all good. Uh, shout outs, though, come from five star reviews and shows that we like and supported us as well. Those shows are uh, go check out Jim over at Fan in the Van. Go check out Brent and Dave of 1420 Sports. Aaron over at Brutally Out of Sports, the guys at the BSN Sports Podcast. I owe you a listen. I haven't forgotten. I've been insanely busy. I apologize. Uh, go check out Darian over at Chill Takes on TikTok and his podcast as well. Um, go check out Dave and John over Love of the Playing Field, the guys at the We Like Sports Podcast. I know they're Cleveland fans and are thrilled. Uh, go check out E-Man over at Average Joe Sports. Always, always, always go check out Sports After Dark. I think we said it last episode, but we'll say it again. Uh, congrats to uh, Heavy and Ashley. <laughs> Good. I still didn't see that coming. No, me neither. I, I had no idea. <laughs> I had I no idea. That they, like they kept, they caught me off guard, man. I had no idea. I, I did see that coming when I like when I saw like Ashley had shown the ring on social media. I'm th- and then she tagged in heavy. I'm thinking, okay, heavy's like was at like she must have had a group of people there. She must have been dating somebody um, and stuff like <laughs> random and you know. You know Heavy just happened to be there, like in support. None of us. I didn't think he was the one that actually popped the question. No, I'm happy for them both. That's I awesome. didn't see that coming. I'm happy for them both. Congrats to both of them, man. Yep. No, we're happy for them both. We really are. Uh, also, if you're looking for wrestling stuff, go check out John over Wrestling Fan Insight. If you're looking to gamble, go check out Nate's Daily Wager or the You Bet Smart Podcast. Also, go check out Visit Vegas Places if you're in Vegas and looking for something to do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, we will see you next time. Peace.